This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Intuit, the technology platform that brings financial confidence with products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. You might have learned the recorder in school, but probably not how to navigate the financial world. Luckily, Intuit's on a mission to help with the free Intuit for Education program. It provides students with the lessons to learn essential skills, like how to build credit, file taxes, and budget. Check out their free resources at intuit.com slash education. Now hold on, team. Gary has already proven to me that he is 100% committed to the team. He proved it last night by sucking my... And hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel. My name is Dave, and I'm one of the two hosts of this juicy podcast. Oh, juicy. Hi, and I'm Rich, and I'm the other host of this juicy podcast. Think of me as Chunk to Dave's sloth. I can do the truffle shuffle, and Dave really loves me. Hi, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. The premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple. We ask our guests their best ever sequel, worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel. And, of course, we quite often drift off and talk about other things, movies, or just life in general. I think this is an episode where we do a lot of drifting. Do have to have a couple of warnings here. We do like to uh, put out spoilers to movies we talk about, so be prepared for that. Just walk outside, fly your kite for a while, and come back inside. Also, a couple little mentions... Uh, had to use some zoom audio because you know technical bugs and also there is a mention of father christmas so if you're listening with kids please be prepared for that <laughs> because on today's episode we are joined by clayton davis Clayton is a brilliant film journalist. He's the senior awards editor at Variety magazine, and he's also on TV where he presents Actors on Actors and The Take. He's a brilliant guest to get on. Yeah, and we were excited to sit down and talk all things sequels with him. These are Clayton Davis's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy. Can you remember the the first sequel that you got really excited about when you were young? Ooh, I can really remember getting excited about. Ah, uh, you know what? I do remember. It just came in a vision. I I remember being so excited for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> this is brilliant. I I remember because I listen. I am also one that loves the first one. Like even though it wasn't the R rated one, I deserved. As a child, I was I was so very satisfied with the the build of what could have been a great franchise. And then I remember seeing the pre I remember being with my mother in a movie theater. And this is where, you know, uh, YouTube is not readily available for you uh, to watch a trailer. And it was the only time in my life that I remember a trailer coming on. 
and my mom turning to me and was happy for me and said, I will take you to go see that movie because Mortal Kombat Annihilation was on there. I saw Cyrax and I got like, I was dying, like, (laughs) and Jax. And I was like, oh my God, it's my movie. And then we went to see it. And then I haven't been listening since. I have PTSD now. (laughs) Is that the sequel that, correct me if I'm wrong, they pretty much run out of money towards the end of it and the studio just put it out. I mean, it looks like that's what happened. I don't know the story behind it. Um, but yeah, I think I think there was like a slash in budget somewhere in there. I think I, I remember reading something like that, but it's a really messy uh, sequel with the worst special effects by 90 standards, like by like 50 <laughs> standards. It's pretty <laughs> horrific. But yeah, that was, that was the first one. I, 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 it came to mind just now when you, when you asked me that. And you've never quite recovered from that. I mean, I just like, I'm, I'm, then I, then I wanted this rated R Mortal Kombat in my life. Hmm. And then Warner Brothers brought me one last year that was not the one I asked for. <laughs> You know, I, I, used to, I, used to, I used to have a long run. It wasn't a gag. It was like, actually, I was pretty serious about it. Before I even heard that Warner Brothers was going to do it at my old website, I used to tell my staff, I want Mortal Kombat rated R directed by Michael Mann. I don't know why I thought Michael Mann could do it, but I just think of like the way the insider looks mm, and heat. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, his version of Mortal Kombat might be spectacular. And I think I want him to do it, but I, I never get one. <laughs> what did you think of the new one? It's terrific. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's, 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 it's bad by the lore standards. Like it is not world built. Like the second one's bad because it looks bad, but at least like they gave us like some uh, of the characters and built something up. Uh, this was trying to reinvent a wheel and gave us a lead character who we don't know and had no purpose and yeah i mean when you get sub-zero and scorpion wrong it's it, you're you're in you're not in good shape yeah because there's so much material and characters they could have used why, why make, make new, new characters yeah, like, it doesn't... like you say like, yeah. like oh we're gonna we're gonna remake the hobbit but we're gonna put this random character yeah. in who nobody's ever heard of as the lead you know that's what well, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he would see that even a real character from like the the video game. So I don't even know. And listen, video games don't translate well to film. We've seen Super yeah. Mario Brothers, so we know how that goes. But um, but yeah, it, it just it didn't work. And it, I I think I, as I gotten older, I think Mortal Kombat was probably just made for a limited mm. series. They should just go ten episodes on HBO and just like go nuts. Yeah. They they are making a sequel now, aren't they? Oh no, yes, they are. <laughs> and they teased they teased Johnny Cage at the end, didn't they? Yes, he did. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Who, who would you think would be good to? Uh... Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody's gonna be good. Nobody, nobody. This doesn't this this doesn't end well. No matter who wins, we all lose. That's it's, yeah. it's the Alien versus Predator poster. Yes, which is wrong because we we lose. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Mortal Kombat a lot when I was young, mm. like you, because we went on holiday one year to Spain and my parents all got diarrhea. We were some friends, they all got diarrhea. Uh. And we got into the video shop and they rented two videos. One was Die Hard with a Vengeance and the second one was Mortal Kombat. Oh. And I watched it straight for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Pretty much just those two films in a loop. So the Mortal Kombat, I love. Like you, I was like, oh, wicked, there's a sequel, yeah. Annihilation. I was so yeah. disappointed. You know, you know what it is about Mortal Kombat? Probably I should have added this in. Why Mortal Kombat so special to me? We all have that childhood Christmas that or holiday that we remember. 
And yeah. my Christmas, I think I was nine. I, I, my parents, I always knew that Santa wasn't real because I was living in a very poor neighborhood and we didn't have a chimney. So I knew he wasn't coming through a chimney. <laughs> and I just knew people were buying me gifts. So spoiler alert, if you think Santa's real. But, um, <laughs> but what we used to do, my mom would buy gifts in the weeks leading up to Christmas, wrap them and then put them under the tree with our names on it. So we knew we had gifts mm. like under the tree that were coming. So I remember Christmas morning, I want to say it was like, I might have been, yeah, I might have been like nine or 10. I think I, it was my first Christmas in New Jersey from moving from New York. And um, they saved this one for last. It was the one that's last that you get really excited about. And it wasn't like huge or anything. And I, and I take the wrapping paper off and it's a shoe box. And then I was like, oh, all right. So shoe, it's like a pair of shoes. It's so like, open it, opened it. And it was a sheet that, I already owned, but I didn't, it didn't register. So then I looked at it. I was like, oh, you come here. Sheet, that's awesome. They were like, you don't like it? I was like, no, that's nice. Thank you. Like I was trying to feel like, okay. I was like, oh, no, thank you very much. They're like, open it. You should, you should like see how big the sheet is. And as soon as I like took it out, I opened it. It was the Mortal Kombat video game. Oh, yes. Genesis sitting there and I screamed and I was like, yeah, I got it. I got it. And then I played for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love that. So I haven't much. stopped. Are you still playing? I still, yeah. I, I just got a PS5, and the first game I bought was Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft Auto V because I'm a monster. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Let's move on to your best sequel. What is your best ever sequel? So, my, again, I, I usually am just a person that's uh, connected to nostalgia and like happy memories in my life. I, That's what we love. Yeah. So my earliest uh, movie theater experience, my in an actual movie theater, was Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Lovely. And I, <laughs> my my mom, the fam, my mom, my sister, my family went. I was six. So so thanks, mom. Uh, it was awesome. Um, I don't I don't remember. I don't think I had seen Terminator One really yet. Yeah. I think I might have like seen it at some point, but wasn't really sure. But I sat there, and then there was this kid that sat next to me, and he was oh, I don't I can't tell you his name, but I know he was he had blonde hair. He was my age, and he looked like uh, the the kid Luke from the movie, The Witches with Angelica Houston. <laughs> I just remember thinking that he looked a lot like Luke. So as the movie's getting ready to begin, like, you know, we're sitting there, I'm really excited. And my mom got me a really big thing of popcorn. And then she, and we were in the Bronx. So she just like turned to me and she goes, ask the little boy if you, if, if you want some. So I turned, I was like, hi, do you want some popcorn? He was like, yeah. And then like, we started talking and then like he ate some popcorn. He was with his dad. And then the movie started and he, we just shared popcorn the whole time. We were like, ooh, ah, ah, like just like all this stuff. And the movie ended. I said, bye. He said, bye. He walked away. I never saw that kid again. But it, we shared this experience of special effects, crying. And I cried, obviously, because it's yeah. like really heart touching. I cry film. now. I'm 40 years old and yeah, I still cry. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I showed my daughter uh, Terminator 2 maybe like three years ago. So she was like eight. So I was being a bad parent, just like my parents were. Um, the shorter rated R movie. And she also, she she bawled, bawled oh. at the last like 
five minutes. That's amazing. I think that's a, it's a, such a brilliant choice. It's such a good movie. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's iconic for anyone. It's also where they should have stopped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should have stopped at Terminator 2. Oh, absolutely. You need to say that. <laughs> It's a really yeah. good like example of a of a sequel that's better than the original, um, but yeah, they should just yes. have never done any more. That was that should have been it then. Oh, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> Listen, actually, uh, Rise of the Machines actually isn't. I mean, no, it's bad, but the last like five minutes is so interesting to the whole lore of Terminator that it was like, oh, you can't you just can't stop skynet from happening and they actually could they could have stopped there too and just be like listen it happens and that's it and we know it loops back around and then they were just determined to beat it to death (laughs) with genisis (laughs) do you think they get worse or uh yeah then they get they get it becomes unwatchable like terminator genesis is pretty like horrid Mm. is is there another one after that i think it was it right no there was another one after that Dark Fate. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. I I didn't go to the movies to see that, and I think I started it on TV because it was like on, and then I was like, oh no, I can't do this. Like this, I just don't want to do this <laughs> with with my time. I did enjoy for half a second the Sarah uh, Connor Chronicles on TV when it became a show. I thought that was actually pretty cool for a second. Yeah. No, actually, Dark Fate's actually better than the. Other oh, is it? Three. I'd say it probably yeah. is. Yeah. But that's not that's not saying it's great. <laughs> okay, okay, it's just better. It's just it's just better than Genesis, I think. <laughs> Genesis is a car crash because they gave away the plot in the in the trailer. Yeah, listen, Terminator Two. They also give away in the trailer. Like I was rewatching a trailer recently, and like that they just said that Arnold was was good. And I remember like watching it with my daughter, and she hadn't seen part one. And she thought Arnold was the bad guy. And then I saw yeah, her yeah. face light up when he then turned out to be a good guy. And I was like, why didn't they play that up for us? Yeah. Like, marketing is terrible in the early 90s. <laughs> so so what, what makes you love Terminator 2 so much, apart from the uh, uh, early nostalgia? I mean, it is... Your first love. It, it's, it's on fleek, James Cameron. Like, it is him and his element. It's one of the great technical achievements in movie history that special effects still hold up today. 1991 special mm. effects holding up yeah. in 2022 is a huge deal for me. That's why movies like Jurassic Park like are timeless because they hold up uh, even years and years later. It's in Star Wars and so forth. But um, like the makeup work is like spectacular. That also is like low key, maybe one of my favorite movie scores of the decade the music in that so movie good. like it bumps it's like so well yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's like it's emotional it adds that final scene that you know makes everyone cry you know my i say my big brother you know had sigourney weaver we had linda hamilton like yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah. it is her gift to cinema it's also one of very many uh, sci-fi films that should have received Best Picture nomination from the Oscars. And it did really well. I mean, it landed six in that year. It won four, uh, you know, for sound, visual effects, and makeup, you know, obviously. Um, I think it was, like, the second uh, most winner of that night next to um, 
Silence of the Lambs, which okay. won Best Pictures. That was a whole, like, that whole year became about the embracing of a genre, of multiple genres that usually get overlooked, horror, sci-fi, action, and it and it just holds up. And then it's also the role that Arnold was born to play. Like, that, oh, in, kinder- so that in Kindergarten Coppers, two, like, greatest <laughs> roles. And they come, like, literally within two years, uh, within a year of each other. Like, he was just in, in the zone. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's a big reason why I just, I just love it. Did you cry when he did thumbs up at the end when you first saw yes. it? Yes, falling. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. Cry, huff, puff. I can't say my name. Cry like it was. It was. It, it's so. It's 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 an emotional moment. It was the entry of Edward Furlong of what we thought was going to be like this <laughs> career. Uh, obviously, didn't turn out to be because after that it was Pet Cemetery two and then whatever else. Um, but yeah, like it's it, it's there's a it's also probably Cameron's best constructed story like of a script you know because he's not the greatest writer and strongest in terms of like characters and stuff and and I always say a movie's great when I can look past something that really like bothers me and early in the time even at six I or right after when I knew the timeline between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, I was like, is John Connor seven years old? Is it, shouldn't he only be seven? Why is there a, like a 12-year-old boy on my screen? And I never like really answer what time, day, day of time we're in right now. This, he gets older. He just, yeah, he just, he's just old. And then that's it. But yeah, like, and, oh, and, and Robert Patrick, like literally great villain. Oh, so like, good. My mom was like weirdly attracted to him. Like she like was all. I was like, "Do you see his ears? Like you see what's happening in this in this thing?" She was all about him uh, uh, at the time. Is that why you were trying to go see it? I mean, probably, yeah. But I think my mom. I think my mom at the time just like she took. It was one thing. My mom worked a lot uh, growing up. You know, she was a single mom and she raised four kids. And she like would take us to, like it was a, it was an easy thing to do was for all of us to go to the movies, mm. and she also just didn't do MPA ratings. And I what she, what she used to do she bring me the Daily News every day because that was like the newspaper she she bought because I would look at the arts and leisure section and look at the movie posters. I've been in movies my I've been into movies my entire life. I would just like look at the pictures and stuff because that's how we like you know can get engaged and have computers or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she would take us like she would take, she, especially me. Like she would take me a lot, just to uh, uh, indulge in something, even if it was really inappropriate. She took me to Halloween Four, by the way, <laughs> and then I ran, I ran out of the movie theater. Wow! Like <laughs> as soon as he gets, as soon as he throws the guy into the electric fence, I ran out of the movie theater, and then we didn't go back. Have you watched it since? Yeah, Halloween Four. Yeah, okay. yeah, just... yeah. I grew up, and then I was able to watch horror films. I love it, but I was I was very young at the time, and I was like, "Oh, like he's murdering someone horribly." But yeah, what, what other ones do you remember watching with your mum? Is there any other sequels you remember seeing at that early age that really Se- uh, you sequels? Yeah, oh, like man. like Predator. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's not a great one. <laughs> I remember watching Predator with. I remember watching Predator Two with my mom at home uh, a lot because we uh, we used to VHS record things like yeah, for VCR. Yeah. So we, my brother especially, would record a lot of movies, and that was the time he would buy like the VHS tapes that you could have nine hours oh, of content, so you'd do like three movies. Long so that's how, yeah. So that's how I was able to see a lot of like the cool 
80s classics like around my like time so i saw blood sport for the first time with jean-claude van damme yes that's not a good sequel blood Ooh. sport 2 and everything <laughs> that came after I, re- I think i think my mom took me to go see three ninjas kick back okay yep i remember that uh and i think my mom took me to see bible oh, goes west yeah. i think that's the yeah. sequel one I feel, I feel i feel like she might take me to that oh and i do remember uh my brother taking me to when they did the very first re-release of the Star Wars trilogy. And he, I I begged him, I was like, I just want to see Empire Strikes Back. That's all I wanted to see on the big screen because that's the best Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. That's really <laughs> that that's really the best sequel of all time because it is my number three film of all time. <laughs> but it, it, it the it, it's not it's a sequel, but it's like because it's all in this like canon of like nine. So yeah, yeah. I, that's like Terminator 2 Terminator 2 feels like a real sequel. Yeah, I get that. It is. What is your yeah. av interest? What is your one and two? Uh, D- Dead Poet Society and wow. Force and Force Gump. Nice. Oh, yeah. that is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Dead, po- <laughs> Dead Poet Society because my mom used to stop uh, at this check cashing place. You could, she didn't have like direct deposit, so she'd take her checks to get cash at a check cashing place. And for some reason, they also sold videos <laughs> <laughs> in the VCR VHS tapes there. So she bought she bought me Dead Bo- Dead Poet Society like for no reason. Came home one day, says here. I think you might like this. And I was like five, <laughs> and then I I was like five, and I put it in and I watched it and I fell and it literally I, it was the movie that made me fall in love with cinema. It's it's always been my favorite for me. You standing on tables at the end, my captain, my captain. Oh, like I I don't think I understood it. All. I don't think as a kid I even understood. That Neil killed himself. I think I just thought he died. <laughs> like I, I was like, because they don't show anything, obviously. So I yeah. had no mind for like subtext <laughs> and things that people don't show on screen. <laughs> I also remember my family are also monsters. They showed me Return of the Jedi first before anything else. Yeah, I think so that's, that's got, the same as you, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it's probably it the same is, as that's where I fell in love with Star Wars was yeah. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I loved Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks were great, but then I remember watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time and thinking it was great. And when he says, Luke, I'm your father, he says, I'm your father. I'm like, I know this information already. Like, why are we like doing this? And it was and it was all downhill. So I've never gotten the full like like that yeah. greatest plot twist of all time. Yeah. It sounds like um it I was just gonna pick up on what you're saying about your the, your mum going to the check cashing place and they are selling videos. I know it's like in, over there in the States, but back in the eighties over here it was like every shop also did videos. Like really? you, Yeah, yeah. You'd go to like your your local kind of corner shop and it would have like a yeah. video rental bit or you'd go to like you know, it's like just like going, Hey, I know I can make some extra money. Let's just be a video. Yeah, yeah, we we were big into renting videos and we, we we had the local mom and pop shops. There mm. were no blockbusters in my neighborhood, though. I yeah. didn't go to a blockbuster until maybe I was in high school because they was they were always like kind of far out yeah. and like there was just like no way to get there. We didn't get a blockbuster until like like ni- maybe even the nineties, like early nineties. Like yeah. we were just like yeah, the local video. We had a van. Like a guy in a van came around and he used to like rent videos off him, and he'd like yeah. He'd just I feel like I remember like and stuff. they had something like that too. Like a guy used to drive around in a van and sell out of his van. <laughs> it sounds so dodgy. There were so many boot. Like actually, I remember. Um, oh god, just random. I know we're going off topic here, but I just remember uh, around. 
1990s, like the end of 97, early 98. Uh, they, it was the first time I saw, I got my hands on a screener, an award screener for Titanic. It got like, that's when, you know, all the studios were like sending out VHSs for awards consideration and yeah. the Titanic one got someone got it and then copied it. And it was two tapes and I got a hold of it. And then some guy was selling it on the street and we bought it. And I just remember watching the two tapes and the first tape always ended at the moment where the captain says, like, I think you're gonna make your headlines now, right after the boat, it's the iceberg <laughs> and something. You had to switch to tape two. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, so it, was, it was like, it was like those, those days of just like things not being readily available to watch yeah. were like a huge, a huge thing. Yeah. Kids don't know how lucky they have it nowadays. My my daughter has like she when she says she has nothing to watch, I want to strike her every time. <laughs> like I just want to beat her. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you don't know. And we have every <laughs> we have every streaming service in our home. Every single one. Yeah. Even crackle. <laughs> she will dare say, like, there's nothing to watch. I'm like watch everything trying to explain to my little boy the other day that there was a time before netflix and he was like what what did you do yeah <laughs> like, i was trying to explain just... i was trying to explain vhs's to her one day and that did not go well <laughs> no. yeah it was pretty bad what were you saying dave i just say have have you tried to educate your daughter on films that you love and you just watch her instead of watching the film yeah oh yeah I, there, there's been a few times that like uh i i over the pandemic, we started doing a couple of things. Um, I showed her the Truman Show because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Great film, and she and she and she loved it. I tried to show her a few of the old Disney movies. Those are hard to get kids to watch because they only know Toy Story look, yeah, and they don't know like 2D animation, which is. <laughs> I'm sure, like every if every Walt Disney animator is listening right now, they're like, "See, this is what we were talking about the whole time. Our our medium's being lost, and it is because kids are like, this looks this doesn't look as uh, innovative and stuff." I'm like, "Watch Bambi and shut up, <laughs> like just watch it." Um, and yeah, and then I showed I showed her something. Uh, oh, my wife showed her To Kill a Mockingbird, nice. and she also and she and she got really really into it. So she, yeah, she was, she was big on it. I haven't showed her Dead Poets Society yet. Um, and we, we started watching a bit of Forrest Gump. How old is she? If you mind me asking. 11. She's okay. 11. Yeah. yeah. You, you've made, you made her watch Terminator 2. What, what did she think I, of that? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I went like, cause I knew Early. she would like Terminator 2. Yeah. Cause Terminator 2, like, listen, it's, it's violent, but like, it's like computer violence and like robot violence just seems like not as whatever yeah. like but 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 she loves the horror genre i also showed her scream and it's her favorite franchise oh really she's seen all of them she was like she loves scream four like in such a way <laughs> and like and so and she's so like progressive about it she'd be like scream four is so cool scream three nah and i'm like be <laughs> you i'm so, so, I'm so proud <laughs> i like i'm proud papa <laughs> Yeah. Does she, uh, if she see the film that's coming out that she wants to see, does she see if you've got a copy or you're going to a screening or you're interviewing the stars that you can? Uh, well, she was like that with the new screen that was coming out. We we had we had a real like it was the most we've had a dialogue probably <laughs> in like a while. We were discussing who was going to die at the top of the new screen. Uh, yeah, okay. and, we're, and we're having like active debates of like who's going to die first and what's going to happen at the end. So it was like 
whatever. And then when it, uh, then we didn't go to the premiere and then it came on uh, Paramount Plus and I was like, let's watch it. And then she watched it and then we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think we were a bit like that, weren't we, Dave? I think we, I, we, I, I we called it. every beat before we watched it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like it was super predictable. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, David Arquette rocks in it for about 15 minutes. Yeah. She turned yeah. Uh, just to quickly go back to Terminator 2 to round up. Yeah. Is there a favorite scene that you think this is why it's so good? Ooh, I mean, the. <sighs> The technical cinephile in me has to say the entire like motorcycle truck chase sequence. Mm. Like I feel like you're supposed to say that um, from the action standpoint. But I really, I've always loved the dream sequence uh, when Sarah's dreams about the the attack and the city burning. That's when Skynet attacks. Yeah, that's it, like there's probably that's like my literary mind like i think it's very profound of like her dreaming about that i mean and then obviously it's arnold going for going for a dip yeah i have to ask is terminator 2 3d still in hollywood in america somewhere have you seen it three the 3d version yeah yeah i I watched the making of today on my dvd and James Cameron, uh, he he called it a, a foot a, like footstep towards a third film. So it's like at one point he was probably planning to do a third one. Uh, mm. And I remember seeing it in Florida in 98, 99. Yeah, I, I don't know actually. That's actually a really good question. I, I I've never seen the 3D. Like I, there have been no film that has released in like back in 3D that I have wanted to go see and that I have made time to go see because I felt like. <laughs> I, I, they do nothing for me. Like yeah. it just does nothing. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Like I, I'm trying to think. Well, I think the only film that like I was really excited to see in 3D, but only because it was coming out for the first time was Avatar. There's a lot of James Cameron stuff. James Cameron might be one of the most or the best technical director mm-hmm. that of his generation. Like he on act um, in the action genre like he knows how to construct like in, in a great way i mean this avatar two three four five and seven thing has been quite a a journey and god knows what that's going to look like but i mean I, I think of like even something like in like true lies like true lies is so technically true lies is great sound and it's and jamie lee curtis's best performance i should you not should have got an oscar for it uh also very good arnold you know he he just he he has he has an it's good. He's someone that you just tell loves movies. And it's someone like I see, um, I said this recently, Edgar Wright reminds me of James Cameron. Like I see his passion mm. for cinema in his movies. Mm. Edgar loves cinema, but he's probably, he probably hasn't got it all together yet on the technical round level, but I appreciate everything that he does. And I think he's going to have his moment yeah. soon. And some people will argue he already did, but I think he I think he can even be better. Yeah, I agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Has there been a sequel that, not the worst sequel, but your most disappointing sequel? Like when you've built up so big in your head... (sighs) And then you come out and you're like, oh, I wasn't bad. I'm just bitterly disappointed. Um, it's a tough one. I, I mean, I've, I've, there are sequels that I've lied to myself when it was coming out that it was going to not be as bad as I thought it was. Like, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be made just for me kind of thing. Yeah. Name and the first, <laughs> first one that came to mind was Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, yeah. I was really looking forward to that. I convinced myself that that wasn't going to be a train wreck. And it hurt how bad that was. Absolutely. Yeah, how can that be bad? bad? Kerry. Yeah. I, I also don't like, yeah, I don't like coming to America for two, you know, coming to I America. Uh, yeah. I think a lot, I think we try to convince ourselves that that wasn't as bad as it was. Uh, I remember <laughs> I just, I'm looking through a list. I remember being excited for grumpy or old men. Cause I liked grumpy old men so yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, and the that. second odd couple. I also, uh, Convince myself that it was going to be good. Yeah, because because Odd, Odd Couple is in my top ten films of all time. It's for me, the best comedy ever made. And I watched part two, thinking like, "Oh, it's going to be like good." And it was. <laughs> you know, we're going to. No, no, it's like really bad. <laughs> so yeah, there's like things that, and I but there's some that I also do like. Like I like Home Alone too. I know it gets a bad rap, but I really like it. No, we we um, me and Dave on that. We we both love good. Home Alone too. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and I think Deadpool two is better than Deadpool one. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's I think interesting it's one. it's definitely got better bits. I definitely here's like you know better action. Yeah, that airplane scene is brilliant. The airplane, yeah, the skydive yeah. scene, just. I, I think a lot of it is them because uh, Deadpool was like really leaning into like we have to show that we're Deadpool and we're really being like like quippy about stuff. And Deadpool too, I guess like since they already like some people already knew that they were mm. able to just kind of make a movie and then it just like felt more natural. Yeah. So I think I just dug it a lot more. I also fell in love with yeah. Zazie Beats. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Fall in love with a lot of people in movies. I am married though, so this is, <laughs> my wife falls in love with people too in movies. So oh yeah, like, who was your first fine. crush? It's so my my longest crush I've had like since the dawn of time is Sandra Bullock. She's my number one. I will like what, what apologize. I mean, technically it's Speed, but probably. No, more accurately is Speed. Technically, it's probably Love Potion number nine. I think I saw that first, but Speed really like connected. I was like, oh, yeah. like I love you. This is different. <laughs> like, 
really in love with you. Um, but my fir- but the first celebrity I can remember having a crush on, and we already talked about the movie here, it's so random, was Penelope Ann Miller in Kindergarten Cop. The teacher, like, like his love interest. I don't know why. I was young, obviously. I was like five again, watching this movie, and I was like, "Oh, I think I like her." Like, and I just thought she was like really hot stuff. Brilliant. Do you want I to mean, be your I teacher? Mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Bradley Ann Miller. So, like, I so like. I think she's a great actress, but it's just like first one that I was like, "Oh, I love you." Nice. Yeah, Sandra. Sandra Bullock is my my ride or die. And have you got to interview her? No, and I, no, and I think I've done that on purpose. Like I just, mm. I think it's just better for everyone for my career that we just don't interview each other <laughs> and we just keep this like this distance. It's also it's going to be a very unbiased. It's going to be a very biased interview. I'm going to be yeah, sitting yeah. there like I think you're perfect. So I don't know like what speed two was great. I mean, I know it's I know it's bad. I know she does bad movies. I can always say she does bad movies, but I will always just say she looks hot in every single one of them. This like, is, that's like fair. She, that's very fair. Even, even though they're bad movies, she's she gives it her all, and that's all that matters. Yeah, what you can ask for. Love that. That's my, that's my, that's my boo. When, yeah. she, when, she was with, when she was with Jesse James, those were the dark dark years for me. I was like, when she won her Oscar and he was sitting there, I was like, after you, dude. <laughs> F you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve her. And then we saw that he didn't. See? Yeah, no, you're right. She's, she's waiting. For, this is this is our love in time of cholera. She's waiting for me to move on from my wife, so we can get together much later in life. That's what it is. Well, who's your wife's pick? Oh, my wife. She, she goes through phases. Right now, she's really into Adam Driver. Okay, oh, who is? That's he? fair. You know, that's yeah. he's got an aura about him. That man. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like. But I guess it's, just, it's easier for me for her to like him because I'm just like, hey, like, like if you go up, if she goes up to him, like he's not gonna want to talk to her. He's not about like talking to people. So I'm like, oh right, yeah, you can like him. That's fine. If she like wants something, like like she also likes likes uh, Oscar Isaac, which is mm, again fair. fair. I like Oscar. I like Oscar Isaac, so that's fine too. But uh, I met Oscar Isaac for the first time last year. I actually made a TikTok about uh, him saying hello to my wife because she hadn't watched Dune yet. And I got it. Like the minute I met him in person, I was like, oh, like, oh, this is, mm. this is why. Yeah. Like, because he makes you feel like you are the only person in the room. Oh. He looks directly into your soul. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine his intercellar being a bit like that. He's very tall though. Yes. And, and it's the thing about that. Like <laughs> there's a, a, a funny TikTok that someone says, like, if you are tall, you have to remember that I am five, nine. So if you come in to hug me, it's going to look weird and I'm going to have no choice but to rest my head into your chest and you need to hold me all, pick me up like a baby, like you need to commit. So they're like really tall people, like, like I, like I saw um, Alexander Skarsgård recently, I've seen him a few times and he came in for a hug and I was like, oh, don't do this, man. Like I'm so much smaller than you and it just looks awful and it makes it and it makes me it makes me tippy toe well rich is six foot six yeah are you yeah and i'm, and f- I'm five yeah. foot five so we're, oh. and we're huggers yeah so. yeah <laughs> but but does he really commit to the hug and he just like holds you and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah 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 that's you know, where you do it they're gonna do it for uni when when people needed a hug they used to go to the big man yeah um, and what about the hugs man that's awesome <laughs> What's your worst sequel? <laughs> oh, this is, so, this is quite a shift now. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, there, there are a lot of uh, sequels that really 
we've spoken a lot about them that pale in comparison. Some that we haven't brought up, like, you know, Wrath of Khan, not as, uh, well, uh, Wrath of Khan, sorry, like Search for Spock okay. coming after Wrath of Khan. Thank God for that. No, no, I like Wrath of Khan. No, uh, Search for Spock after Wrath of Khan, like, is pretty disappointing. I think sometimes mm. uh, there are franchises that hit their peak and then everything after just really, like, uh, tumbles. However, the Indiana Jones franchise, I have loved for such a long time. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a masterpiece. Uh, hot take, I think Temple of Doom is also a masterpiece. It gets a lot of flack. I don't, I don't appreciate it. I want people to stop. It's so good. It's so fun. I think Kate Capshaw, by the way, is hilarious in that movie. And I hate that she gets a lot of crap for that. Guy. I oh, think yeah. she's so good at it. And I think Last Crusade is the emotional pillar of the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah. So and then came and then came a little movie called The Crystal Skull. Oh. That that decided to shit on my childhood <laughs> and to just ruin everything about Indiana Jones that made him cool, yeah. that made the franchise like coherent and it's just pretty horrific. It, it looks terrible like on an aesthetic it looks bad yeah makes no sense it brings aliens into it like it's never been supernatural like i mean it is but like not yeah. like the ark is different and the, the bible obviously like it, it just it just doesn't make sense i remember when they were talking about our fourth indiana jones the original story i think they were pitching was him looking for the lost city of atlantis and I think that would have worked. Absolutely. Like, because it becomes, again, an historical like type of tie-in yeah. that isn't a spaceship coming out of the ground. That looks really poo, right? It's oh. like... <laughs> like, talk about, did you, did you run out of money in the middle of this Steven Spielberg? <laughs> like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty, oh, it's pretty awful. And, and listen, and obviously the refrigerator. It's always comes back to the refrigerator. Oh yeah. Like we, there's a refrigerator scene that defies logic that I will never, ever, ever understand. No. I think from that point on, you know, you're in that film, you're in trouble. When, <laughs> like, when he walks out of that fridge and you're like, it's pretty early on in yeah, the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Minutes. And then you're like, Oh no, like this is. And Shia LaBeouf turns up. Oh, you know, and yeah. You know what's funny? Harrison Ford ran away from Han Solo as fast as he could, but he just open arms into Indiana four and five. Like, mm. like I'm, I'm just like you. It's backwards, man. <laughs> like, why, why do you think that is? I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the fandom probably is. I mean, it is different. Uh, Star yeah. Wars fans are inherently more annoying like i'm saying that as a as a star wars fan no no we get it totally down to the bone (laughs) um listen like hot take like i think last jedi is a masterpiece and i think it built it was building to something that we've asked for for such a long time and then the butthurt fanboys ruined everything and that's why we end up with rise of skywalker we deserve that because it was horrible we don't deserve nice things yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I think the fandom probably just kept kept him at a distance. And I think, I mean, listen, he is the only actor from that franchise that was able to transcend 
that franchise as an actor, mm. you know, and really step into other stuff. So maybe he sees, maybe he feels like Indiana Jones like saved him from Star Wars, or maybe he just has a, a softer spot for it. That's just me speculating. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I, I see how that would make sense. What do you think about five? How are you kind of are you nervous? <laughs> yeah, like it's going to be awful. Like I, I, I think I think they should. The early plan. I remember reading was they were going to reboot it with like a new Indiana Jones. And there was talk about Chris Pratt this mm. before Chris Pratt, like was oversaturated. There was a good amount of chatter about Bradley Cooper, which I thought would have worked brilliantly. Mm. So I think, I think, I think you need to treat Indiana Jones, like James Bond. I think you need to just bring him through new adventures through like a different actor and you can build a world out of that. This direct sequel to sequel business is just, you know, it's been a long time since 1989 yeah. last crusade, by the way, my first favorite actor of all time in that movie, River Phoenix. It's the first time I set eyes on him. And then I, I was like, that's, that's my, that's my boy. Yeah. And, then he, di- and then he died like three years later. And I, yeah. and I say it was like a family member died, like my, my flesh and blood, my bawling of a childhood like my family still makes fun of me to this day about it like i remember when i told you ever phoenix side and you were like tell me it's not true but like i was really like i couldn't believe it it was awful but uh yeah but last crusade just yeah so indiana jones is just great like as a story arc and not crystal skull which ruins everything yeah well apart from the fridge what don't you like is it the ants is it the shire is it Ray Winstone is it? Oh, I'd forgot about the ants until you just said that day. The aliens, the monkeys. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, is I it forgot. Kate Blanchett's cool. Russian accent? No, like it's just like it's, it's just everything. all. It's a collection of everything. There's just there's not even there's not a scene that I like. So like Attack of the Clones, episode two of Star Wars is a bad movie, but. There's, I'll still watch it every time it's on television because I can still enjoy things about it. Mm, like yeah. when Yoda fights, I remember losing my face in the in the audience in, in the movie theater. Like, oh my god, he's fighting! Like there are things that like I can take from it, and even scenes that are bad, like any of the love exchange oh, of dialogue in that movie, <laughs> which is so funny. Like I, it's bad, but I can laugh and enjoy it. Yeah. There, Crystal Skull, there, it's really hard to be so bad you're good. That's a very hard thing to to crack. And Crystal Skull, there's nothing about it that I was like, but I like that. Like there's just nothing that I'm like, I like mm. that. Everything about it was just like, like it's almost unremarkable. Like I think that's like, you could be, so bad it's interesting and then they're just like you're boring and you're not like like you're not even swinging for the fences it's just like you you went with like the first cut of the, of, of, of all the footage you're like yeah i feel like i feel like we've got it yeah, we just, we, we can do this this is the one it's fine yeah <laughs> now it one take yeah it's all good now, before it was made and you heard it was coming dan jones paul what were your thoughts and what was your build up to seeing it and what was your oh, initial I, thoughts I, I, was, I was stoked i mean i was like you know indy's back you know and then i knew that karen allen was in it mm. um i think at the time they were trying to act like no one knew that shy was going to be his son oh. i think we're all like i think we're all like yeah that's going to be your son and i don't know if i like this like so we're all a little skeptical on that part but uh no i, I was excited about it because at that point you know you know and he had done me no wrong you know like he hadn't failed me so you know when, when once um 
once I knew Karen Allen was in it, I thought I was thinking about like, could they do a callback to something from Raiders of the Lost Ark that I might have missed? So I remember prepping for it and being like, this Bella could like have a brother or something, like someone that could come back. Like, I thought it was really going to have like this connection. Yeah. And then I remember the first few moments. I think that's when they tell us that like his dad has died and and uh, Mar- and what, what's his friend Marcus uh, Marcus Brady Marcus. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like Marcus died. I was like, oh yeah. Like I was like that part. I remember just being like, you, that's what sequels end up becoming. You you just want to know how's everyone doing. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we were like. They're not doing well. They're gone. Okay, cool. And after that, you're like, and you're in a fr- refrigerator. So yeah, <laughs> and now I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm done. And th- and that first screening, were you pumped going in? Were you? I I don't. You know what? I don't even remember. I don't. Oh, I just bad? like I just I remember just like going to see it and being like, oh wow. God. Like, do you, do you look around the audience and see if they're seeing what you're seeing? Um, no, but. No, I, I just remember like I just remember leaving the theater pretty fat. Like I was just like, all right, like like once the credits started, I was like, okay, good. Like I could just go. I don't yeah. remember like who I saw it with. Like I'm saying, like it's really such a like push back. Like it was just like it was the most unremarkable day. Yeah. Like I can remember like because there's bad movies I can remember seeing and just being like, oh, like like I can remember seeing Taken in in, in the movie theater, and I don't think Taken's like a good movie, mm-hmm. but just having the best time with it that I could have. I remember seeing the spy who shagged me, Austin Powers. I remember like as a kid, I was like, you know, maybe 14 or something. And I remember like crying of laughter because it was just the stupidest comedy like stuff. And it was just like, you know, it was very age appropriate for my like, life at the moment, you know? So there's just things like that that stick out. But yeah, Crystal Skull is like not in the skull. It's not in here. For me, it's 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 one of those films that you're convinced every time before you put it on that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. And then you get halfway through and you're like, oh no, it's exactly as bad as that. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Yeah, I I I feel like I've tried again. Like if I'm flipping through channels and it's on TV, I'm like, let me just try. And then like a few minutes, I'm like, oh no, no, I can't. Like it's like it just I can't. But I've I've come I've come like three or four times on the refrigerator scene though, and I'll watch the refrigerator scene because I like I guess that part is so bad it's interesting because I'm just want to like take that in and just go. <laughs> How did so, they even yeah. do this? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> I, I I I you know what I, I don't I don't even think about shooting it. I think of in the editing room like you're sitting there and you're like okay. You're gonna cut here, you know, just like really constructing it, and then being at the end and be like, "I think you got it. Good job." And then, <laughs> and, then and everyone just goes home, and then and then you hand that to a movie studio, and they go, "Yep, we're gonna release that as is." <laughs> Brilliant. We we had another guest who was showing his kids the Indiana Jones films. But I think he, I think I think he was saying that uh, someone refuses to show them Crystal Skull, and that yeah, is a, refuse to admit that, that it even a, exists. I think that's the best way. I, that is, I mean, yeah, like I, if I, once I get through, once I get my daughter says yes to the Indiana Jones franchise, I will stop at Crusade. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, I was, I was a bit like you. I absolutely loved Indiana Jones. I was so obsessed with it as a kid that I very strongly told my dad that I wanted to be an archaeologist. And he had to sit me down and explain that Indiana Jones is not what archaeologists do. <laughs> and that most of your life is set there with a brush and, you know, dusting stuff off. And I was like, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> how, mu- how much did movies, like, ruin 
like future professions because we were so <laughs> duped it's a thing like it's such a ra- random like like remember kindergarten you know they ask you what do you want to be when you grow up yeah I, I really didn't know i hadn't really thought about it before and i put fire a fireman because of the movie backdrop <laughs> i thought it was also an early movie i remember seeing and i just remember like being like oh yeah i want to see back like i want to be a fireman like backdraft and like put out the magic fires that like go up and around and you know and solve cases amazing <laughs> and then and, and then get to fall in love with rebecca de mornay because she was my life Ooh. Loved her. I had Absolutely. the same thing with Leaf Weapon 2 and wanted to be a policeman in America. I thought mm-hmm. it looked like great fun, but that never happened. No, no. probably a good thing that didn't happen. Though, yeah. To be honest. It, it, <laughs> we all were, like me as a fireman, a lot of a lot of fires would be continuing around. <laughs> like they would continue to burn. I'd be terrible. This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is automatic of Otto's used cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. You're going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. This episode is brought to you by Tinder. You matched, chatted, vibe checked. Now it's time to meet IRL. So what's stopping you? Tinder is making dating safer and easier with their excellent safety features. Like Share My Date, the best way to let your friends know your plans. While Moonlight allows you to discreetly call emergency services. And Are You Sure will prompt people to think twice before sending a potentially harmful message. Explore all of the possibilities for yourself. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. What film sequel were you dragged to and you didn't think was good? But then you enjoyed the sequel more than the first one. I, I don't know. It came to me in a second. I, I just what popped up. Hot Shots Part Two. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, my my sister. I some no. What's my sister? Some someone in my family wanted to see it, and I was like, I don't want to see it. It's like it's so stupid. And oh god, it's it's better than the first. It's it so is. Good. Yeah. It's re- it's so great. Good. Oh, such a, such a good Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I remember watching it on VHS at like a friend's birthday party, like like Hot Shots Part Deux, and like we could, mm. like oh, loved it, absolutely yeah. loved it. And I don't, it's I haven't so seen the first one. I don't even seen the second one at that point. Oh, I just loved. Have you seen all the films it referenced, Rich? Because I remember no, a lot of that no. Rambo hunting. I get that. Yeah, there's a scene when Martin Sheen's in it in Apocalypse Now, yeah. boat, coming towards Charlie Sheen's boat. And they both say, loved you in Wall Street. Uh, Wall Street, Wall Street I like, yeah. I, Wall Street, I know, yeah. and know none of those films you're referencing, but it's still hilarious. Yeah, I don't think I got any of the references in it. I was just like, this is hilarious. And I was also in love with Valeria Galino in that movie. Like, she is yeah. beautiful in that movie. Yeah. I was like, I love her. <laughs> uh, that was it. How old were you at that point? Do you remember? I was like nine. Like nine. Yeah, I was like nine years old. I'm sorry, I, I went to so many things that you just like. <laughs> it was just, when we were younger. It was a, it's 
people are just a bit more laissez-faire about kids watching yeah. stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like oh, I also uh, you know I, I was just thinking I I think um I like the scary movies like the Marlon Marlon Wayans I like up to part three. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, part two I think is the funniest of all three. Like I think it's very very funny. Because mm. I mean, they, listen, I know they, they unfortunately started a trend, and everyone started making these spoof movies, and then it, yeah, you know, we've been we've we've endured the pain of this. But <laughs> the, the originators of it, you know, not really the originators, because like Airplane really like kicked it all off. It's just by the way, one of the greatest comedies ever made. Yep, Airplane Two is not. No. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is harder to pull off a sequel. Like it, like for when you're in the comedy genre, yeah. I think I think it all becomes really difficult. Yeah. It's, it's that it's that initial magic and really trying to recreate it. It's hard. Any other film, film sequels are better than original? We know any other genres. Um, the horror yeah. franchise is a good place to start. You know, someone said Jumanji uh, too the other day. Jumanji, yeah, Jumanji. Yeah, I mean it's it's different. I guess there's different meaning for it. Uh, I mean, the Bonds, the Marvel films. So I'm not. I'm actually not a I'm not a huge uh, Bond fan. No, like I, th- th- those. You're in the right club here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen them all maybe like once, and I've never gone again. I actually think No Time to Die is the best of the uh, Daniel Craig Bonds. Is also the longest, but like I, I, I just uh, not that not big on it. Um, looking at. I mean, Godfather Part Two probably. You know, it's a lot of people bring that up. No one said it yet. Yeah, no yeah. one's mentioned it on this really? podcast at Not all. Really? Ever. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's like the go-to one. Like everyone <laughs> says, like Godfather Part Two. Before we started this podcast, I said to Rich, "You have to watch Godfather Part Two because it's going to come up very." I hadn't early. seen it. I hadn't seen it before we started doing the podcast, Ooh. and that was part of the reason of, of doing the podcast is that I hadn't seen loads of sequels that Dave thought I needed to watch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, hot take: you can also stop at Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> Part three is not. I good. haven't seen part three. I've never seen part yeah, three. So it's not good. And and just was people say this, and I don't think it counts. So I'm just saying it just to clear this up. Silence of the Lambs is not a sequel. Like I know we want to treat it like it is because yeah. it's not. It's not. It just isn't. It's it's like it's just not. It's just a, it's a different canon. But, but Empire Strikes Back. If we're gonna like in technicality that is and uh, and i think i also am not one that sees the lord of the rings as one movie they are three separate films to me and return of the king is the best of them it's the best one even though two towers has the best action sequence of the three Mm. yeah just like just like i believe hot take matrix reloaded has the best action sequence of the entire franchise with the highway scene the highway scene is very good i think the highway scene is better then obviously the helicopter. I mean, the helicopter is great in part one, like the helicopter and all that is Better fantastic. The lobby, the lo- yeah, the lobby, uh, yeah, the lobby scene up until the helicopter, like, okay. all that is is incredible. But I think the highway scene is in, like, listen, Matrix Two is actually not. I absolutely think it's a bad movie. It comes apart. Yeah. When you watch part three, part, part three is the killer. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, part yeah. three and part four can get in the bin. Again, like, <laughs> like, like, like Last Jedi, it sets up something that seems promising, and then you're like, oh no. Like JJ Abrams, I also believe he cannot stick a landing. No, no, <laughs> he can always take off. He can, he can take he, Indiana Jones, he can fly, he can't land. <laughs> it's his thing. I like it. Should we move on to your dream sequel? Sure. 
listen, there, there are a, a quite a bit. I'm sure there's a lot of internet popular choices like Kill Bill Volume 3. Like everyone wants to see that one. Um, yeah, we have had yeah. it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and the second District 9 is like literally on my bucket list. I wish, I, I hope they could come back to it if done properly. It's always mm-hmm. that, it's always with that prep, like premise. But I, I really want a Team America World Police sequel. Yes. Because I think it is brilliant. And listen, in this day and age where there seems to be this narrative of the fight against quote-unquote cancel culture and you know being politically correct and blah, 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 that you know that people don't that one side is fighting stupidly and then the other side is not understanding team america being very non uh <laughs> not pc in the in the slightest yeah I've I've also liked edgier comedies like I've I've loved South Park uh, for a lot. I loved Family Guy before it kind of fell off the rails. Uh, Simpsons obviously was like a pioneer of like mm. animation of the time, and Team America was just innovative. And I, I I've read about all the, like the horror stories it took to get it made and how it went over budget and it was just like really difficult for them to make. And I, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone won't come back to it, but God, I wish they would. There's so much to talk about in this world right now. I mean, I may not be funny because maybe that's, they know better. Yeah. But, but uh, I feel like there's some really fun commentary that you could do on our oh, that must current be. climate. Would you go Trump? Uh, that, I don't know. Or is that too political? Because they, they didn't well, want to do George Bush, did they? They wanted to go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I think I think Trump would be too predictable. Easy. So that, I feel like they would. Yeah, it's too easy to do that. So I think you know, I don't know. I don't know what 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 they could. It'd be interesting if they were to do like Russia. Yeah, I think that would be. I was um, that, yeah, <laughs> that could be pretty hilarious. Um, but you know, listen, if uh, the interview sparked up north korea relations i can only imagine what this would do <laughs> to russia yeah. to, uh, to a russia uh thing. oh my god and then like the building of nato uh with puppets would be pretty like it, it would all be pretty pretty it could be very funny but it also could be too real so i, I think it's one of the things that um bothered a lot of people a lot of people about the movie don't look up Adam McKay's movie from last year, mm-hmm. which actually I, I I like. I think it's the better of all his series outings. And I remember I laughed like the first fifteen minutes, and then I stopped laughing. I was like, "Ooh, this is too real. This mm-hmm. is like I know these people. <laughs> like these people are alive today, and now f those guys, yeah. you know." So I think I think that that they do run that risk of it just hitting too close to home because some people are just really all political doubt. But nonetheless. I get that. I think it could be really funny. I just have an image in my head of a puppet Boris Johnson being like the Matt Damon. Like, wow. <laughs> like, oh my to God. Try. Yeah. It's just that anyway. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, oh my God, you could really make some fun figures. I mean, listen, I would love for them to also do the Queen. Like, I think that would be pretty amazing. Like, the whole like royal dynasty could be a really good Team America movie. You know, then brought in by you know a trip from Team America to like protect them for something. <laughs> you know, it would be it would be pretty great. That would be hilarious. I love that. 
I think that's a brilliant one. Yeah, I love yeah. Team America. I I agree. I watched it again, re- like in preparation for this, and it's not lost any of its charm at all. It's still so good. Like, uh, it's it was funny. I was watching it one day, and uh, my daughter came into the room, and it wasn't at a raunchy part. She was like, "Oh, can I watch it?" And she never asked me if she watched something with me. And she was like, "Can I watch this with you?" I was like, "No, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> go to your room. You are not allowed to watch this." And I was I couldn't believe that. Like, what happened was. She had saw a couple episodes of South Park kind of yeah. like by accident. Yeah. Some of the early, like some of the like middle episodes, which are the jokes are raunchy, but they're like too highbrow and they kind of go over her head. So I, I didn't mind that she watched a couple of them with me. Mm. So then when she knew, when I told her, I was like, oh, this is the guys that made South Park. And she's like, oh, can I watch it? I was like, no. <laughs> it's puppets. How bad can it be? Yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, no. And I, 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 can, re- I can remember the, 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 um, the point she walked in. It was the point where um where gary uh it puts on the the facial hair and he's in the car waving his hands and i was laughing and that's when she was like okay watch me i was like no you can't but that that, lip, that whole scene like I, oh my god there's so much funny so like, much i was thinking about I'm thinking of the one who's like, you know, if you get discussed, you might want to take your own life here. <laughs> Casey gives him a hammer. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good. I love it. Oh, if you're listening, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, forget Book of Mormon. Do this now. Yeah, please. please. I love please. how it opens on a puppet playing with a puppet. Oh, like it's, it's, it's it, everything about it just works. I think it's, and it's so like, genius. And it's, and, it, and it's short too. It's like, 85 minutes or 90 minutes something like that yeah like oh it's so good i think everything with the actors are funny i always i need to ask them about it i think because the anniversary i think is coming up it's like it's it's going to be 20 years soon wow yeah two years time 2005 i think yeah it was 2004 yeah yeah 2004 i love how they got bill pope the cinematographer of the matrix to come in (laughs) and just and do those oh i didn't even know that it's so true (laughs) he wanted something completely different apparently he'd done the matrix trilogy and then spider-man 2 and he wanted to work on something completely different like well we have this job for you and then they made him do like oh. matrix fight scenes with puppets <laughs> that must oh, have been god. so good i'm, I'm, I'm even like oh, god I'm, I'm trying to think where a home for that would even be because obviously it's owned by paramount so i don't think paramount has the capital to let them do that again so like would a like would a streamer take it? And I don't know. Like HBO Max would probably like if Warner wanted to really like jump into it, they probably could. Yeah. Like from from a capital standpoint, but they would have to be very like streamlined of like, you know, you live in this zone only, but you also have to give them free reign to like yeah, exactly. do their direct do their director's cut. <laughs> I did I did also read today that they greenlit it because they thought a puppet movie would be cheap. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they were wrong about that one. <laughs> yeah, I, was saying, I, I think it's deceivingly like so expensive, but but also it makes sense when you think of like the sh- like listen like Gary throwing up. My is... favorite scene. It just keeps going. Just going forever. <laughs> like I I can remember I, I didn't see it in a the movie theater. I saw it on uh, DVD. Like uh, I was in I was in college, and I I I can just remember like. Like that, those laughs that like there's just no more sound, like you're just in pain. But it's uh, oh, like I, I I don't laugh like that a lot, and I just remember just everything about it just worked. Yeah, because it kind of feels like it shouldn't. If that makes sense, like oh, it, it's like it, like I'm telling you, like there's it, it is 
it is the most offensive movie of all time. Like I like I will give every like everyone like no, it's it's terrible. Yes, you are right. Like, but it's <laughs> but it's like I still find it funny and like yeah. it takes like, out of everyone. Like everyone is there. Yeah, there's no hold bar. They're not favoring anybody in this situation. It's great. Would you have uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker write, direct it still? Yeah, they, they have, I mean, they have to. They have to. Yeah, once you once you give it to someone else, then it's not no. that. You know, but I think they would be helped a lot by bringing a, an additional, like, voice. Like, like, I wonder what, like, a co-writer of Samantha B would, would feel, what she'd be able to bring to it, yeah. you know? I think Bill Hader's contribution to South Park, you can feel in those in those years where he was uh, one of the writers on there. I think he like rocked it. Um, so I think you bring him in, you know, you can't, I don't think it can just be them, but they have to be involved. Yeah. Would they lambast celebrities again? And what celebrities? Would oh, you have, you, I was thinking, you, you have, you have to still like cast a wide net that it's like everybody gets hit. You know, you know, maybe I mean, maybe there is a version of this that's, you know, that could be taken on by Lord and Miller. Like, I don't they're they're They push the boundaries of animation, but I don't know how they would push it for this type of story telling. Like it may it may feel a little too on the nose for them, but they also do just excel at comedy and bring in like a different type of perspective. So it'd be, I'd be interested. But listen, we're talking like they're never going to like this is never going to happen because good things doesn't happen. Good things don't happen for me <laughs> in this world. I don't get the movies I want made the way I need them to be made. So it's either going to get made by like, you know, Lee Unkrich of Toy Story 3 or yeah. it's going to be or it's, you know, or it's not. It's never going to happen. Talking from a, uh, an awards point of view, would it be available to be up for a best film? Because it's not live action, as it it would. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, not animation, it is it? It wouldn't qualify for an animated feature. Because I remember, I think it was a discussion that year of like, could it go into the animated feature route? Hmm. And I don't, I don't think it could have. So it would have to go into like best picture. That'd be incredible. I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen <laughs> again. And you could best song that could have like, gone for. Oh my! Like there, the songs in that movie are spectacular. Listen, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. I say with a straight face is are is one of the best musicals ever made. Mm. It is incredible. And You're right. You're like, right. And, and there's and people just don't engage with that. Like, like it's, for Academy members, they're just like, no, yeah, they they write it off. But, but again, like I think if, if it speaks to your type of like sensibilities and humor, like I love like the Lonely Island guys. So like yeah, yeah, the movie right. Pops Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping is my jam. It made four dollars. No, I, I will yeah, like and I want I want I want that sequel too, because it is incredible and the music is, is great as well. But again, there there has to be a there are gatekeepers in what is considered like great or an achievement and Academy members are, are, are one issue. Film critics are also another, like, you know, they're just not open to like saying like, you know, this is fine, but like, this isn't like you put this next to Schindler's list, you know, whatever, but like, what if someone did like like, (laughs) movies are subjective. I I really wish they would. Like, yeah, like we can have a discussion about Schindler's List and Team America World Police in the same sentence, and yeah. like, and talk about like you know their 
the way they look at, you know, war and dictatorships and a lot of other stuff. Like we can have that discussion. That's and they just take two different approaches to telling the story. Exactly. Comedy is just as valuable as drama. If not, you know, life it's is a mixture to, of a everything. Blast. You know, it's it just never gets especially, especially in sequels. We we have discussion quite often about can you name a decent uh, comedy sequel? Uh, mm. make, like, there's a few you can, but I think I've got about, like Austin Powers two. two I would say is a good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Me is definitely better than the, than the first. But, but it is hard to do. Hmm. Hangovers so made it the card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I know some people aren't going to agree with this. I. Re- I don't think it's better than the first, but I love Ace Ventura when nature calls. Like, I think that is one of Jim Carrey's like best performances. It is. <laughs> oh my God. Like him coming out of the elephant scene. I'll still yeah. watch like to this day, just because Oh, naked gun, uh, 33 and a third yes. and naked gun two and a half are yeah. also pretty great. Shrek two is better than the first. Yeah. I think. Agreed. Yeah. Toy story gets better, but it's not always comedy, but it's like, whatever. Adam's family values. Yes. That's a good show. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that one. Yeah. How was the Oscars? Was it in a weird experience this year? Uh, it, was first time going to the, it was my first time going to the Oscars, <laughs> and now every year will pale in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it was, it was just as awkward as you think it would be in the room. Yeah. yeah. Did you interview Will Smith on the way in and not on the way out? Or uh, no, I saw him on the. Oh. So I've seen him a lot this year. Actually, it, after the slap, there was a TMZ thing that had a video of him at the DGAs in November teaching a kid how to slap someone on TV. Oh, I saw that. Yes, yeah, so I saw your video. I, and I'm there. And I'm like, I moderated that conversation. So when he slapped him, I thought they were doing that bit. And I was like, why are they doing that again? That's like not funny. Like, why, why are they yeah. doing this? And then it was like... No, it's not that bit. There is a two percent conspiracy theory of me that thinks it was staged. Really, like Andy, like Andy Kaufman, yeah, and yeah. David Letterman. A two, like very, like such a small percent of it. But yeah. why? Like that, what? What, what can anyone get from it? I don't. I don't know. There was like like a split second where he sort of laughed at the joke and then he kind of looked at her and went, oh no, Ben, I've done that. And like, it was almost like he's going too, too much to make up for it. Oh, like, I don't know. But yeah, it was, a, it was a good ceremony. Can't wait until next year. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It'd be a lot quieter next year. Imagine. You have a sign of no slap policy walking in. It's going to be great. But yeah, I, I did, but I, but I did see him. I saw, I saw him lead up to, I saw him the night before. I saw him like a few times and like, you know, we see each other, we say hello. We become very friendly. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him since then. Well, I would like to. Just like, hey, man. Can I have that interview? Can I have that one? Like, everyone's gunning for it. I was like, yeah. no. It's going to go to Oprah, isn't it? It's always Oprah. It's, it's like, it's destined to go to Oprah. Like, it just, it's like, we're all going to angle for it, but be, like, it, it's got to be Oprah. Like, I think that's the safest place for him to have it also. I would love him to throw a, a, a curveball and do it on Tucker Carlson, because I think that would be hilarious. So those were Clayton Davis's unequal sequels. What a top man. Again, loves talking to Clayton. The man is a film fan. More than that, he's amazing. Like, 
he was great to talk to I was, I was a little bit worried this is our first American guest yeah first time in fact that we've had someone join us from America he's incredibly professional I thought oh is this going to be a difficult one is he going to be really uber professional and not want to say anything but do you know what he was brilliant he was amazing was so much fun yeah he really was so good um, and I think it's a really brilliant episode and slightly put off by the fact that when we were recording this on Zoom, we could see Clayton's office with all his variety magazines and awards and stuff. And then from the window from behind him, you could see Hollywood. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, God, this is really cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was great having him on. Uh, obviously, Variety is such a, a a pretty big deal, Rich, in the world yeah, of yeah, film definitely. journalism and stuff like that. So getting Clayton on from Variety and his show, The Take, that he hosts, co-hosts, and his Actors on Actors, which you can find clips on YouTube and whatever. He's just great. So much fun. He's a great host. Mm. Um, very likeable. I can see why, you know, he does all the presenting and all the... Uh, you know the screenings he does with actors and stuff and how he's so popular it's uh it was great chatting to him yeah and his was. picks man i know i know what brilliant picks it was kind of like the best of, the best of worst of like we've had because terminator 2 very good sequel yeah, a lot yeah, of people have absolutely. picked it yeah we've talked about that before yeah i mean it's it's a great sequel um probably i think probably the best sequel ever <laughs> it's definitely it's, in the running. It's definitely up there for me. Um but but also, I mean a massive wild card, Team America World Police. Who saw that coming? As a, yeah. Well, I didn't and I think we covered it pretty well. We handled ourselves okay because it's a hard film to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know. not uh yeah. <laughs> it's it's I mean massively inappropriate, but that's the whole point of it, isn't it? It's supposed yeah. to be massively, massively inappropriate. inappropriate to everybody. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's bad for everyone. <laughs> and uh, another worse sequel for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which we've... <sighs> Do you think that's our most popular worst sequel now? It's only, it's only twice, I think, worse. I think it feels like more because I think people have talked about it as disappointing, disappointing so often. Disappointing, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's come up as disappointing so often, hasn't it? Yeah, but it um, is a bad one. It's, it's, it's so no... Bad redeeming features and hopefully i don't have to watch it again for a while or ever it would be nice wouldn't it it would be nice well let, let's see <laughs> but i mean it was a wonderful guest it was a really great episode and something really different for us as well to to have to have to do time zones and work <laughs> out like when the right time zones and stuff are that was pretty cool um but yeah it was good and if you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear a little bit more of this sort of thing then you can always click that little subscribe button on wherever you get your podcasts from and we'll every time we have a new episode it will drop into your into your inbox and you won't have to worry about it we do have new interview episodes every monday and we also have our little extra episodes every friday too so do check those out if you like what you hear give us a little rating five stars little heart even tap out a little review We'd be so grateful. We love that. Even if your review is just, I like this, then that's a brilliant review. <laughs> we're more than happy with that. So, yeah, if you also want to get in touch, then we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, at Unequal Sequel on both of those. We are currently 
working on a website so there will be a website coming soon too i've literally been working on it today um or you can drop us an email unequal sequel at hotmail.com lovely again you smashed it mate you're doing really well on there now i know professional you know yeah it's only taken me what a year <laughs> not even that yet we are going to celebrate our year anniversary soon this yeah. month june <sighs> so we've got to think if we're doing anything special for it really haven't really thought about it it's amazing that we've got this far. So we'll put some balloons out. It's <laughs> we'll make ourselves a cake or something and be like, well done, you know, what, you've made it. I do have to say a big thank you to everyone that's joined us over the last couple of weeks. It has been quite mental on our ends mm. um, just to have all the new listeners and all the new ears and eyes on us. So thank you for everyone. I feel like maybe we should start being a bit more professional and then I remember I don't really know how. No. So, so we'll just carry on. We did have a moment the other day, just me and you laughed at each other. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Keep up the good work, everyone. You're all doing brilliant, and you, Rich. And I just want to say thank you. And that's all I'm going to say. So it's going to be a goodbye from me and a goodbye from him. Bye. Have a splendid week. Bye.